Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. Elliot Bank and Timothy Go and Tian Tian with you. It's time now for Culture Club. When it comes to gardens, there's no other place than Singapore, really. Yeah. In landscape, landscape, yeah, perfectly manicured gardens. Even driving along the expressways Mm -hmm. in Singapore. So I don't know if if it's true, but when I was new in Singapore, Mm -hmm. I was told that they plan the country, the city, in such a way that there will be enough greenery and trees and everything to Mm -hmm. cool down the entire city. Don't know the intricate details, but certainly does look that way. I mean, we know moving forward, as far as building plans are concerned, they're trying to build it in such a way that the wind direction will flow so it can cool down the houses, you mm-hmm. know, these, these, these concrete uh, buildings. Right. So, so yeah, definitely something that we do keep in mind. But gardens are, of course, very much a part of our lives and there are innovatively designed gardens, impeccable execution, mastering the art of transforming spaces into, this is great, natural masterpieces. <laughs> That's one way of describing it. In July, Singapore's highest design accolade, the 2023 President's Design Award honored eight standout recipients that exemplify design excellence. And of course, these recipients were also recognized for their groundbreaking achievement in design that enabled economic transformation raising the quality of life and advancing Singapore's culture and community. Well, today we are speaking to one of the recipients who have been awarded for reshaping Singapore's urban environment, one captivating landscape at a time. On the line with us is Leonard Ng, who is Country Market Director for Henning Larson APAC. Leonard, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, good afternoon. I'm glad to be here. I'm good. Hi, Leonard. Let's treat this as a job interview. Tell us more about yourself. (laughs) Uh, myself. I'm a trained landscape architect, but uh, this is my second career. Previously, I worked in 15 years as a banker, so working on a property trading desk. Mm. And so what got you into landscaping? Oh, well, you know, after doing 15 years of trading, I was pretty uh, at the end of my uh, shelf life in uh, trading. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, trying to figure out what else do I want to do next. And I wanted a, a career that had a visible benefit to society and that's when I, uh, I tried out landscape as a as a career option by taking on the uh, part-time course while still working in a bank. Leonard, I'm disappointed. I was hoping you would say <laughs> that uh, you were inspired by Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes though when you're trying to put a landscape together? Well, you really have to work for all the stakeholders and figure out who is this designed for. Right, and what's the objective of the design? So, for example, we did um, one of our early projects was actually building the Bishan Park, designing and building it. It used to be a concrete canal, and uh, we were working with public utilities board then, and they wanted to get more out of canals. So, and came out with the idea of making it into a beautiful natural meandering river. Mm-hmm. That not just uh, it's not just for conveyancing, but it's adaptable to climate change. It benefits the surrounding community, and it's also a place for nature to uh, propagate and to flourish. So, what goes on behind planning a perfect landscape in public spaces, Lennon? We work with all the stakeholders. We um, figure out what is it that they hope to achieve, or they hope to look for in this landscape. Right, we have got a budget that we normally would then guide our design. We come up with a vision. Right, we work with all the different disciplines to make sure that we have a design that is a multifunctional. 
right, and including NGOs and, and the residents, right, and then uh, we come up with a design that we feel will solve problems at multiple levels and then implement it. Okay. Now, when you're designing for this recognition by the President's Design Award, what do you think made for that successful design at Lakeside Garden at Jurong? Okay, the example of Lakeside uh, Jurong Lake Gardens is uh, actually quite useful because we were trying to design a, a park that actually would be commensurate with Jurong Lake Gardens' aim to be the next sort of central business district. Mm-hmm. So it had to be a, a, a design that really anchors the space. So we were looking at the history of the space and we you know, found out that you know, Jurong Lake, the, the entire site of Jurong of Singapore used to be a lowland freshwater swamp. Okay. And we want to bring a bit of it back in this uh, space, but in a way that is friendly to the users, right, and also pro- provide spaces for nature to coexist. And that was uh, the driving force behind uh, Jurong Lake Gardens. And uh, what you see today actually reflect that aim. Leonard, how do you feel when you go on social media and you see people going for walks and they're posting photos of, of these areas, you know, like Lakeside Garden and Jurong Lake Gardens or even uh, Sungai Bulo Wetland Reserve, especially during the pandemic, a lot of people going there. How does that make you feel? I think that's the ultimate in validation of what we do and the value we bring to society. I mean, it used to be, you know, uh, us landscape architects, we were viewed more like, uh, you know, gardeners where we plant trees. Oh, but yeah. increasingly, you know, the, the, the view has shifted, mm. especially during the COVID, you know, gardens and green and blue infrastructures are no longer seen as a luxury. Mm. They're actually necessity. And, and the role we play towards remediating flood flooding, building climate resilient design, creating biodiverse ecologies within dense urban environment. These are the roles we play and when the users are actually actively using the space and enjoying the space, that ultimately is better than any awards, recognition from any awards. Mm. Now, let me ask you this. With so many things that you need to consider, as you, you mentioned, biodiversity and all that, how do you design a green space that is both natural and beautiful at the same time without coming across to landscape, to manufactured? Right. You hit at a really good point because there are many ways of practicing landscape architecture. Mm-hmm. The tra- traditional form is, you know, it's like the uh, resort architecture where you do really manicured landscapes. But at Henning Larson, that's not how we wait, uh, the, the way we practice this. We uh, look at it, we are first and foremost inspired by the environment, right, around us and by nature. Our aim, right, is to really recreate some of these natural pro- uh, processes but in a holistic manner where they are all integrated. So, for example, Bishan Park, again, bringing back that example, it will expire by natural river systems, right? Mm-hmm. In during, uh, using nature-based solutions to create, uh, to retain the soil uh, as opposed to concrete, look, uh, creating diversity of spaces to provide for uh, uh, different needs of different animal groups, for example, looking at programs, embedding programs through our understanding of the different user groups that may use the space. This all goes towards informing how we come up with the design and how it's uh, implemented. The designing of public spaces very much is embedded in 
benefiting the majority of the population. So that's our final aim. As a job, uh, being part of this, and for lack of better choice of words, a landscaping job, uh, I do beg your pardon there. Well, Leonard, how does the next generation view this career path? Is it is it becoming more glamorous, especially on the back of awards like this? That is one of my aim for submitting for this award because uh, I hope to be able to uh, inspire the new generations of landscape architects to be totally honest with you, you know, for the longest time, the landscape architectural profession has always been viewed as a poor cousin to architects and uh, and engineers, right? We are considered the wannabe architects, right? Those who can't make in architecture goes in the landscape. Yeah. But, you know, because of the changing scope of the profession and the role we play towards remediating ecology, helping to fight climate change, right, mm. and protect uh, environments. I think our profession has really evolved into something greater, much greater beyond garden design, uh, creating beautiful gardens. We are not just looking at the aesthetic side of business, we are looking actually at the creating functional landscape. Right, that really solves a lot of the problems found in dense urban cities at multiple levels. And really, if they only so, know how expensive plants yeah, are these yes, days. Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing about it, right? It is seen as expensive by some, but increasingly, people see landscape as essential. Yeah. So the value you get for every dollar you invest way exceeds the initial capital investment. All right. So before we let you go then, Leonard, currently, can you tell us some of the projects, if you can, some of the projects that you are working on? Yeah, sure. So we recently involved in the recently completed the Mandai Bird Park in the oh, East wow. and West Node. Okay. So that was one of our projects. We are involved right now in the design of Pongo Digital District and the Singapore Institute of Technology that's in you know, the Pongo region, right? We are involved in a new uh, outbound school design mm. and several of these really high-profile projects that can really add value to urban living and residents. Mm. Leonard, have you already worked on your dream project or is that still <laughs> something that you're hoping to get one day? What would it uh, be? There is a little part of my dream in every single project. Oh, uh-huh. great wow. answer. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start using that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I might, I might join into that one. Thank you for the inspiration there. Uh, we've been speaking with Leonard Ng, who is Country Market Director for Henning Larson APEC. Uh, appreciate your time today. Take care and have a great Wednesday evening. Thank you both. Bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.